JD Talking Sports. It is Sunday, April 8th, 2018. <laughs> Yankees were up 5 0 in the first. Lose 8 7. Santa goes 0 for 7. Said it was just a bad week. Well, hey, Yankees 5 5 the first time. They're going to play in Boston on Tuesday, right? They're playing in Boston on Tuesday. We said the Yankees get. Yep, Boston on Tuesday for three games, and they go to Detroit for three games, and they come home for Miami for two, Toronto for three, Toronto for four, and Minnesota for three. And Boston, what, they came back from six down in the eighth inning today? Whatever. You know what? It's only, you know, Stanton's has a bad game. What, 0 for 5, 5 strikeouts, you go 0 for 7, you're up 5 nothing. he was 8-7. Puma went with his dad. I heard him from Puma in a couple days. Uh, Mrs. Puma told him he's been fantasy crazy the last 48 hours. His dad and him went to a game, left the seventh inning. He says, Puma doesn't do cold. I said, Puma, I'm sorry you don't do cold. Neither do I. I mean, it's funny. I went running today. I was down the shore, and I ran on this path, which I found out probably went like 22 miles. I went three miles one way, turned around, went three miles the way back. Did over six miles. But then tonight I ate some cookies and some Sour Patch Kids, and I'm freaking, ugh, ugh, too much sugar. I think I'm going to stay up and watch Walking Dead. And do a little cardio before I go to bed because I feel like poop. I got to get all these imperfections, whatever you want to call it. I get all these these toxins out of my system. So now I have the new phone, the new watch. Hopefully all this will work out in place. It'll all take care of itself. You know, I read some interesting stuff today that I wanted to talk about. I I decided I was going to go back and try to find... Some things that interest me or that I was reading. And that's what I, you know, I said, you know what? That's the things you have to do these days. Find the stuff that's very interesting to you. And from there, pass it on to everybody. Right? I mean, that's the thing. You know what? People are passionate about the stuff they do, the stuff they read, all that kind of stuff. Okay, so I listened to Dan Orovlosky yesterday. I was driving the car, I was talking, Peter King was talking to him. And in his, his mock draft, he had Josh Allen fifth. And one of the things he thought about Josh Allen that really concerned him was that when he came to the line and he changed things to the line of scrimmage and the defense responded to what he was doing, it kind of sent him, you know, he, he, couldn't, he didn't react very well. And he said he noticed that in the tape, and that, that, that concerned him a lot. And he said, what happens if he goes against Sick LeBeau's defense, who, you know, or any of these defensive coordinators who come up with stuff and put him on the spot? How's he going to react? And also, there was something that he said, he said something about the quarterback's eyes. He says the eyes, tell, you know, that they tell. Like he, like he picks a spot, he locks in on a, on a wide receiver. And he said when, or Vlaski said when he played, quarterbacks, you know, there was a quarterback they played against. And they said, oh, you can tell his eyes. He locks on. And, and he said those games where you get two or three interceptions on those type of quarterbacks. And those were the interesting things he said that concerned him. Now, you know, talking about the size and the arm strength and all that stuff. But he brought up a good point, and I totally agree with him, that the NFL has ruined more, more young quarterbacks than they've actually helped nurture. I mean, they throw these guys into the freaking fire, and I'll tell you, it comes back and bites them in the ass more times than it helps. So I found it all really interesting. Yeah, I, I found it very interesting. Now, now the Knicks... And, and, and now, let's talk about the Knicks and Nets. So the Knicks... And Nets have two games left. Knicks are 28 and 52. Nets are 27 and 53. The Knicks, even though in the last two, are still going to finish worse than last year, which is kind of crazy. I know they lost Porzingis. And the Nets last year went 20 and 62, and now they are 20. So they're plus seven this year, which is not saying much. But hey, you know what? They lost 
They lost uh, Linsanity early in the season. Did Kenny Atkinson, I don't know if we expected him to do a lot this year, but still, it's amazing that they're neck and neck. And the Knicks finished with two games at Cleveland tomorrow, and then Wednesday they're at Cleveland. And they've only won one, what are they, one in three in their last four? So unless they win the next two games, they're going to, Lithuanian Laser, they're going to be, they're going to go one in five. And then, you know, Lithuanian Laser said they could win two of the last six. It's not happened. I'm trying to get him on a show next week. We'll see what happens. We'll see, we'll see what happens on that front. And who knows? Who knows what will happen on that front? But time will, yeah, because then you got next year to worry about, you know? I mean, you get, look forward to the draft picks and all that stuff. And then Jared Jack, who hadn't played all goddamn season. Well, lately, I'm sorry. They needed him over the weekend. This is a guy who, having played one game for just seven minutes in February 14th, played 12 minutes on Friday and 26 minutes on Saturday. In the loss last night to the Bucks at the Garden, he had 18.7 assists. And... um he said a lot of people pride themselves on being tough. Can you deal with something that's probably one of the toughest things you ever dealt with in your professional career? Take it in stride, but still be a pro about it and still have a positive impact on the guys that are, that are playing regardless of your numbers getting called or not. I think that's just what a solid team is supposed to do. It's what Jack you know, did. It's why his former coach, Mark Jackson, praised him as the ultimate professional. Hornacek, Hornacek also says that, uh, you know, that he says he hasn't really played much since the All-Star break. He always keeps himself ready. He's a professional. He knows how to play. We knew Jarrett could be that. That's no surprise. He had an ACL surgery in 2016. He said the crazy thing he said in the first half of the season, I still wasn't anywhere near, near healthy. And then, you know, even all this going on, he still gave out sneakers to kids at the games, to young fans. You know, you know his dad used to donate shoes to the needy in Sierra Leone. And he, he said... uh he said something interesting. He said, growing up, I never saw an NBA player walking around my neighborhood or just bumping into them. I never saw that in my life. If you can give that to a kid, why not? I thought that was awesome. I really did. I thought that was well put. You know, we need more players like that. And that's a guy you keep around for the Knicks. But the Knicks keep just, you know, listen. Let's see. Well, Hornacek's not going to be around. They got they fired the coach of uh, Vigneault. They fired from the Rangers. Devils made the playoffs. So we don't have, uh, it, would have it would have been the first time, I forget, in, in forever, 20-something years, that the Devils, that no team, no team from the local area between the Knicks, well, actually, you know, think about it. Knicks, no NBA teams made the playoffs. No NHL teams made the playoffs last year, right? The Rangers. No, this year. Yeah, this year. You got the Rangers and Islanders not making the playoffs. And Jets Giants didn't make the playoffs. So it was not a great, it's not been a great year for New York sports at all. At all. And then I read a really cool article about George Paros. Now, George Paros was an enforcer when he played in the NHL, over 1,000 career penalty minutes, over 169 fights. He's, and uh, he said, This is an interesting job. I don't call it a fun job because it's not fun to take guys off the ice. So what do we, he's, he is, now he is the, I, I want to make sure I have exactly what his job title is. He's in charge of the, yeah, I, I, I had it, 
I had it written down here. He is in charge of the finding. He's in charge of player safety, which he, that's what he does now. So this is a guy who had over a thousand penalty minutes, and now he is in charge of NHL safety. He said, you know, I don't call it a fun job because it's not fun to take guys off the ice and dock their pay and tell GMs and everybody else they're being held out. But it's an interesting job. I'm enjoying it. And it's interesting. The department's nerve center is a windowless room down the hall from Paris's office. Paris, Paris's office. Every initial game is monitored in real time by a staff member on two screens, often one with the home team's television feed, the other with the visiting team's feed. National network feeds are also used. In today's game, you can see everything. If an incident merits closer examination, the monitors alert Paros and his advisors by phone, including details like the infraction, the player's suspension, and fine history, the opponent, and perhaps most important, the player's next game video of the incident is available. It's vital to make decisions as quickly as possible so we can tell the team's GM if the committee is contemplating a suspension. He describes the process as case law and that most of the infractions have precedence. I might have an inclination of what I want to do, but I'll wait to go get all the thoughts in and parse through the thoughts and figure out if I want to proceed further. Now, a player facing punishment always receives a hearing to tell his side of the story by telephone off the day after the game. When a decision is made, a detailed explanation with video is posted on the league website. Now, he grew up in Randolph, New Jersey, but Princeton contacted him only after he played at a summer camp in Montreal. Then he told he had to play a year in the juniors. He scored 30 goals in 54 games for the Chicago Freeze of the North American Hockey League, then rolled to Princeton where he scored 20 goals in four seasons. He spent summers working out with the Kings, who drafted him in the eighth round in 99. By the time I was a junior in college, I realized I'd be putting all my eggs in this basket instead of playing hockey. I don't want, I don't want any regrets. Close to being a pro, but never made it. I don't really overly... I didn't really over-prepare for business interviews, Wall Street, all that stuff. So it's interesting. He already decided, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And you know what? That's the thing. You know what? It's funny. When I made the movie, it wasn't like, hey, you know, let's make a short. I'm like, and one of my gumbo chefs said he wants to do a short. And yeah, a short's okay. But I feel like, you know, nobody's going to shoot a short. You got to make features. No offense, gumbo chef. I love you to death. But I feel like if I'm going to make another movie, I'm going to make a movie. I feel like a short is a short, and that's cool and all, but... I, if I'm going to do it, I'm, I'm, it's go big or go home for me. And I feel like I want to do the same thing again. So that's what it was interesting. He said, I'm going to go for it. You put your eggs in the basket. If it doesn't fall through, it falls through. You go from there. So he played two full seasons for the Kings farm system and man- farm team in Manchester, New Hampshire. Then a full season for the Kings before they cut him in 2006. Played two games for the Avalanche before he was traded to the Ducks, where he spent most of the six seasons. Won, a, won the Cup in 2007, I think. Closed his career with the Panthers and the Canadians. In October 2013, he sustained a concussion and was hospitalized after he fell face first to the ice during a fight in his first game in Montreal. He sustained another concussion in a fight two months later. Retired in 2014. Thank you, Dave Caldwell. I thought that was just interesting. Guy who was a was basically an enforcer is now in charge of player safety. And I like how he took, you know, he went to college. They told me to go to junior cut, you know, go play in the juniors for a year before they let him come to Princeton. Did what he had to do. Gets to Princeton, four years. You know, I mean, 20 goals in four games is not that much, but they obviously team saw something in him, had a career, was actually in Vegas where he was scouting on his own, trying to, you know, hey, scouting teams on his own, thinking about what he's going to do next, and this kind of fell in his lap. So how about that? Kind of interesting, right? And he has a perspective as a fight, you know? He'll see both sides, and bam, you know? It's kind of cool. I'd like to, I'd like to spend a day there to see how that all works out. And I read some interesting stuff about Tiger, you know, the book's coming out by Jeff Benedict and Armin Katayan. 
is that uh, Tiger's dad was a sort of blowhard Svengali we already knew, especially after he had a few drinks. He was always going on about how his son was the chosen one, that's what I've been called to, who would change the course of humanity. Also, his mother, Cotilda, uh, was just as ruthless, a tiger mom urging her son to be an assassin on the course. She said, you have to go for the th- throat because if, if all friendly, they come back and beat your ass, so you kill them, take their heart. He had, we were basically raised in a golf-themed isolation chamber, was allowed no friends or other interests, starting in kindergarten, he went straight from school every day to the practice range, where Mr. Benedict and Mr. Katayan estimate he put in something like 10,000 hours by the time he was 12. Unbelievable. Crazy. Uh, and they said in the biography emerges an almost uh, robotically cold and distant, someone who never picks up a check if he can help it, who cuts off his friend suddenly and without explanation, who doesn't even apologize after trashing the house he rents every year in, in Augusta. Yeah, but now they said he's turning a new leaf. He's at the back operation. His game is rebounded. Pretty cool. Thought that was kind of so. Ten thousand hours by the age of twelve. You remember Malcolm Gladwell to get anything you have to put in ten thousand hours. Well, he did that by the time he was twelve. But look, hey, Michael Jackson. Look at that. He was basically the breadwinner for the freaking family as a child. By the time he was twelve, come on. Why do you think he had Neverland? Why do you think you know what you, 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 these people? We they do these things, and you know you think about it now, and you think about you know we we don't even think we just think oh look at all the shit he's done. You know what we've all done bad shit, and that's what Orlovsky said. You know, it was interesting what he said about the football players. He said, oh, you know, they're talking about, you know, Baker Mayfield grabbing his crotch. He goes, I, we all did shit when we were 21. He goes, I did it, but we didn't have Twitter. We didn't have any, every game, every everything we do. And that's the thing what we, with these football players, these kids. They're 21 years old. What do you expect? When you were 20, did you do dumb shit? I freaking did. I had road rage last week. At 48, I had road rage uh, a, couple, a couple months ago. I mean, we do stupid fucking shit. We still do dumb shit. You know what? You got to cut these guys some slack. I'd rather them be like that than be... You know, these robotic, you know, robots. I want them to be, have a passion. That's why I love Baker Mayfield. He's got a chip on his fucking shoulder. He walked on at freaking Texas Tech. He walked on at Oklahoma. That's the kind of quarterback I want. I don't give a shit if he's six foot. I don't give a, and he's not a Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel didn't want to fucking put in the time. Johnny Manziel was fucking parting his ass off at fucking college. Baker Mayfield puts the fucking time in. He'd walk into two schools. Nothing was handed to him. He'll do something. Josh Allen, hey, I, I take Dan Orvlosky's opinion over a lot of people. When he sells me that stuff, I'm like, oh, shit, you know what? That's kind of interesting. I never heard that about him. Well, you know what? If you can't, you have to be at the line of scrimmage and you have to be able to handle shit. Well, they said, what's, oh, what did, uh, what did his, uh, He's getting trained by uh, Jordan Palmer. Jordan Palmer said he grew up on a farm. He always had to fix stuff, so he handled situations. Well, obviously, you know, a defense coming at him and fucks him up a little bit. <laughs> so, you know, you hear everybody giving their own goddamn opinions. And you know what? What's it? We got uh, less than three weeks to the draft? What are we at, 18 days right now and counting? Yeah, two weeks from Thursday, NFL draft. I want to I wanna watch you with Puma. I think that would be a lot of fucking fun. Yeah, I'll tell you the truth. I love this fucking... I love this uh, the eye the eye thing on my iPhone. I think it's I think it's awesome. I think it's so sweet. I love it so much. Now I read something very interesting. Robin's going to sign a ten year, two hundred forty million dollar contract at age thirty one in December two thousand thirteen. He goes, I want to earn every penny that I that that I get there that I get here. He said in spring training, you know. Uh, uh, I don't want to be like those guys that two or three years into their contracts, they do really good and they don't care. I do care. I love this game so much. This is what I dreamed when I was a kid. When I retire, I don't want to miss the game. I want to say I gave it everything I got. So now it's time for me to hang up the shoes and go home. And that's what I feel like. Go big or don't go home. Now, he's also interesting. 
He entered the season with 301 career home runs, trailing only Jeff Kent with 377 for home runs by a player who's primarily played second base. Now he's now 35, will have a strong Hall of Fame case if he finishes his career the way he plays. He said, if you have a good year at 34, why not have it at 35? Now, one of his biggest, uh, Roberto Alomar was one of his heroes, mentors, and he, but he stopped playing at 36. He still got a ways to go with this contract. <laughs> well, so he had 280 with 23 homers last year, Add another home run to win the All-Star game. He goes, if you keep working hard, you tell your body that you're ready to go. Not like guys that start sitting down, they're gaining weight, they don't care. I have fans out there, I have my son, I have to be a good example. I feel comfortable now because I got the money, but money's not everything. I like that. He goes, I'll be able to have a contract. And he, this way, he said, I'll be able to have a contract and prepare myself and not worry about it at the age 37. Am I ever going to get a job again? And hey, look, you got Tyler Kepner. Told, I read this article. He got the contract. Now, look, these guys fighting to get these contracts. He got a 10-year deal. And they're saying how Bryce Harper, Machado are, uh, what, 26, 27? That they can get a 10-year deal. But you're not going to see more any guys getting that anymore. Right? I don't think so. And then I read an interesting, you know, talking about, uh, you know, Otani. Otani today, through five innings, had freaking nine strikeouts. He was a no, uh, a shutout today. Guy's a beast. Guy's a beast. Well, he, I, I, I never heard the story. This was about Suzuki Ichiro's uh, introduction to the majors at spring training with the Mariners in 2001. And Pinella, after watching, you know, Suzuki slap almost everything the opposite way, you know, he, he grew impatient with him. He said, uh, he told uh, Suzuki's Ichiro's interpreter that he needed to see bat speed and asked if if Ichiro ever pulled the ball. He goes, he watches the interpreter, went down to the end of the dugout, said something to Ichiro. Ichiro nodded, smiled, uh, wrote last year in a memoir with uh, Bill Madden. The next inning, he had a high fastball onto the hill behind the right field fence. When he got back to the dugout, he came up to me and said, you happy now? I said, yes, yes, I'm very happy. From here on out, you can do whatever you want. Well, only 3,000 hits later, plus 3,000 plus hits later. Still playing. And back with the Mariners. And uh, and he began his career with the Oryx Blue Wave in 92, two years before Otani was even born. How about that? Kind of crazy, right? Hey, you know what? Do this. Okay, give me a time. Yeah, okay. Mets are 6-1 heading into the game tonight. Bryce Harper just hit his sixth home run. They're losing. Yeah, Rangers. Rangers. Least amount of wins, 34 this year since in a non-strike. I like how they said that. Non, in a non-strike year since 2003-2004, non-strike year. Hockey's had too many fucking. I still think that hockey has never recovered. After the Rangers won the Cup in 94, they went on strike. It never recovered. I mean, it's done all right, you know, but it's never reached the levels. And they got greedy and they went on fucking I think strikes always happen at bad times. And I think the NFL, I know they're going to fight for certain stuff, but if they go on a strike for a long period of time, especially with all the problems, concussions, ratings down in a couple of years, I think it could hurt the NFL. I think they have to fight for certain things, but I'm concerned if they do that, we'll come back and bite them in the ass and will fans just say, I don't want to do this anymore. And Steve Spurrier supposedly is going to go become a coach with the planned alliance of american football orlando is the first planned team's site and spurs the first coach 72 year old spurs said he's fired up and ready to go they said orlando's never had much success the florida blazers lasted only one season in the ill-fated world football league during the 70s followed by several you saw the orlando renegades of the usfl the Orlando Thunder of the World League of American Football, the Orlando Rage of the infamous XFL, and the Florida Tuckers of the United Football League. Yeah, okay. He is the f- and Spurs are also the fourth person to be inducted to the College Football Hall of Fame as both a player and as a coach. 
He, uh, what do you want? Won, won, a, won a championship with the Gators? Yeah. And then I was talking about the Giants. 27 sacks last year was one of the worst pass rush teams last year. And their leader in sacks, JPP, was traded to the Bucks. Olivia Vernon will now be a two-point stance as an outside linebacker most of the time. They could uh, draft number two Bradley Chubb, the top defensive line prospect in the draft, and freaking, what's his name, loves him. Puma loves him. And Floyd Mayweather says he, if he comes out of retirement, he wants, he's only going to fight in the UFC. But he says Connor's got a lot of, on his plate right now, so I guess he's not going to fight him. But also, you know, he's only turned 41 in February, so I know people are dying to see that, right? Just dying to see him fight. Yeah, just terrible. Red Sox won their eighth straight game today over the Rays. And 8-1 and one for the first time ever. Now, uh, Xander Bogarts exited the set with a left ankle injury after limping into the Rays dugout, attempting to corral an errant throw. Not good. Tampa Bay is off to their worst start in franchise history after eight games, one and seven. Haven't won since beating Boston 6 4 in the season open on March 29th. That's never good. The Devil's going to open against the Bruins with the Lightning in their first play for appearance in 2012. Good for them. I'm excited for them. Those are good things. Yes, very good things. Yeah. All over. The weekend is over. Yeah, the Nets play the host the Bulls tomorrow night, and the Cavaliers are at the Knicks tomorrow night. So we could have some changes. Oh, and Andre the Giant's going to be on Tuesday night on HBO, the documentary. I want to see that one. That I'm excited about. And Khabib Nurmagomedov called out Conor McGregor. He won the lightweight title last night. Where's, yeah, hey. Beat the shit out of the guy. Guy who came in because Holloway at, was c- c- declared medically unfit. And then he fought a guy who stepped into the game. I thought that was pretty cool, right? Crazy time. Nets, the other night, 24 threes last night. One shy of NBA record. They were out of the Bulls. Bucks tie for six. Oh, and I, I was kind of pissed about this. Everything Sucks that was on one season of Netflix that I really liked, they canceled it. You know, I was like, really? You had to cancel it? What? what? You know, I, I, I really liked that show. I thought it was kind of cute. I thought it should have been given a shot. I'm, I'm amazed. I, I want to know what Netflix does that they decide, you know, hey, that's enough. And one of the I, defensive line coach for the... Um, For the Bears? I screwed up my toe. My toe is killing me. Oh, my God. Is my toe killing me? Yeah. Don't rip your nails out, folks. Bad things happen. Yeah, Dale Hopped, one of the great DL coaches who has passed through this league. Many other success to your teaching. Former Eagles defensive line coach. Oh, and Humboldt. Broncos. Bus, 14 kids. It was a bus taking kids to a, 
uh, hockey tournament. 14 kills, kids killed on a bus. It's, it's terrible. How about this? UMBC just beat the number one team in lacrosse on Saturday. They upset number one Albany 11-7 to defeat a top-ranked team for the first time since 1998 on the lacrosse field. Not too shabby, huh? Gotta love that. Gotta love that. You know, so there's bare-knuckle fighting in the U.S. And I was reading today about the... the there's a football league, a tackle football league in the... What's it called? Yeah, I gotta look that up. The AF... I think I talked about this previously, but there, there's a team out of New Jersey. I want to make sure I get the name of the place. Yeah, it's called the... Oh, they did not give Paterno a good review. Yeah, no helmets, no pads, full contact tackle of the A7FL. So there's no helmets, no nothing. And the team was... The Chiefs play out of Jersey. Yeah, football, no pay. And I've seen some of the things that they put up. There are now 16 teams, two conferences, playing 7-7 seven seven football. Paid referees, high-definition cameras. They have a slick website and Facebook page. Cam Chancellor posted an A7FL clip on Instagram saying, this is exactly how backyard football was when I came up. Also, they had a television partner for the 2017 championship game broadcast live on 11 Sports Network, which is available in 70 million homes. The 2018 season started today. Some players have gone to play in the AFL, CFL, had NFL tryouts. They're kind of crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I can play this. Yeah, Union City is where the Chiefs started, but then they realized they couldn't win, and they actually won the championship last year. Pretty cool stuff, man. You know, you read some good stuff on these. Find some good articles. All right, now, we got some trivia questions. We have trivia questions. Yes, we do. That was a little over, you know. I didn't get any, didn't get, you know, I need to get more sleep. I just realized that. J.D. needs to get more sleep, but he wanted to talk today. Talk about a couple subject matters. Okay, now. Oh, and uh, who won the... Who won the Masters? Who won the Masters? Oh, Patrick Reed? Patrick Reed? Is that who won? Patrick Reed? Yeah, Patrick Reed won the Masters. First major. Good for him. Rory, Rory McIlroy was trying to get the career grand slam. Didn't happen. But, you know, sometimes shit happens. Now, yesterday's trivia question... I mean, uh, yeah, yesterday, I did a show yesterday morning. Who has the most seasons in a Mets uniform? Ed Cranepool, 1,853 games. Tonight's trivia question, who has the most hits in Mets franchise history? Most hits in Mets franchise history. Let's see if you guys get that one. All right. That is all I got for tonight. Yankees off till Tuesday. Mets were losing last I checked. Yeah, Mets are... Let's go from here to Miami for three games, which is nice. The weather sucks here. Never get a warm-up, and Yankees are off tomorrow, too. So the Mets, Mets play tomorrow, Yankees are off, then they go to Boston for three. All right. Let's see what happens. Folks, have a great night.
Walking Dead is on as we speak. Peace out. Talk to you soon.